This is an ABC podcast. We acknowledge Australia's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, the traditional custodians of lands, waterways and skies across Australia. We pay our respect to Elders past, present and future. After a big event rocks a community, be that a cyclone or a terrorist attack, the impacts can be much broader than we might imagine. I've worked with hundreds of communities as they've grappled with something difficult. And every time, there are some people who say they feel guilty that they're even feeling affected. They say things like, oh, others have been through much worse. Or I feel stupid that I'm feeling this upset. Or things like, this has actually had a really big impact on me, but it would be insensitive to say anything. But disasters have a really strong ripple effect. And the sooner we accept the impacts an event has on all of us, the sooner we can recover together. I'm Kate Brady, and today on After the Disaster, we're talking about how disasters impact more people than you might think. In 1996, I was 25 years old, and I was working as a political reporter on The Examiner, which is in fact a Launceston-based paper, but I was working out of the Hobart office with two other journalists, and in those days we even had a librarian. Claire Braund was at a lunch with other female journalists when pages started pinging and she received a call on the landline to say something had happened at Port Arthur. As a reporter, it was her job to get the information to all of us in that massive moment in time. It's amazing how much stays in your mind. It's like a lot of people know exactly where they were when uh, the huge massacre, the huge tragedy at Port Arthur ha- happened. And yeah, so it was just, it was just one, of those, it's one of those defining moments. In, in, in time. It seems like really big events like this can be a catalyst for a lot of change for people. And COVID's probably the same. <laughs> you know, many people, I'm reading many stories now of people going through the isolation with COVID or the difficulties with, with COVID and they're being a catalyst for many people to rethink where they're at. Um, but I think also if you're talking about having a crisis. Sometimes you get a crisis of conscience, and I think you get a crisis of conscience in relation to what you're doing. And so, after Port Arthur, I sort of sat down a lot more and I thought about: um, Is this what I really want to be doing? Do I just want to be sort of writing the views of others and writing down, you know, the facts in inverted commas of a story? Do I want to be doing this for the rest of my life, or or do I want to be um, affecting change and I think I thought that I wanted to be affecting change because in the blink of an eye your life can be over and if anything I think Port Arthur taught us all that in the blink of an eye your life can be over you know there was husbands killed and wives not killed there was wives injured and and children killed you know in the blink of an eye your whole life can actually change and what does it amount to And so I think it was at that point that I thought about that and I thought, well, you know, maybe I can do something, something a bit more useful here. I can serve others better. After reporting on the events at Port Arthur, Claire moved back to be with her family and her partner in New South Wales. She eventually became the co-founder of an organisation called Women on Boards, where she works to increase the number of women in boardrooms. While that moment did change her life completely... She says she didn't really understand what she was experiencing at the time. 
for years afterwards on 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 the anniversaries if if I ever went to something I was just profoundly and deeply impacted I was sobbing like weeping because they they never thought about the impact on us they never debriefed us and so you sort of had to take yourself through sort of psychological debriefing without any training whatsoever or any real understanding of it apart from just reading about it so it was quite hard um and, and so you, it's only with hindsight that you sometimes look back and go, yeah, this is the impact that it's had on me. But because I was living it, I didn't, I, and I was in it, I didn't see it at the time. Yeah, it looks different when you're looking back, doesn't it? It does. It does. It does. After a big event, our thoughts naturally turn to the people who have been clearly directly impacted. It's less common for us to think about the people who have been affected indirectly or intangibly by disasters. But these massive events do change the lives of many, many people. You might just not always be able to see the impacts easily. It's interesting. It's the ripples of a crisis. So, you know, it's the huge stone that that drops, that, you know, knocks out or sort of wipes something out. And I think the, and I think 9-11 in the USA is a really interesting um, sort of case study too. You know, like the wider ripples of that were huge, and think of all the lives that they have that that immediate um, crisis, that that immediate catastrophe, how they've impacted. You know, hundreds of thousands, millions and millions. So I think we often have this very linear approach because it's seen as a series of steps, a bit like CPR. But I think once you've done those and once you've, you know, stemmed the blood flow, um, what, how are you thinking about it in terms of the whole person? And the whole person is really a ripple. Um, and so how are we thinking about how it's impacted the person mentally and how are we thinking about how it's impacted their family mentally and how do we think about, you know, what the opportunities are for that person to grow beyond that? And it's not always felt quickly because it takes a while for the ripples to get to the edge edge of the pond right and so sometimes those ripples are quite you know they take some time to hit and and so I think we have to sometimes be patient. The tragedy at Port Arthur in 1996 had massive ripples of course beyond the people who were there on the day and their friends and family it had a massive jolt to our collective sense of what could even happen in our country and it was the catalyst for big society level changes like gun laws in Australia. But all disasters have impacts that go beyond the people we immediately think of. All right, I'm Vicky Richards, and I um, I have a couple of hats, actually. Um, I'm a community, I sit on a couple of community groups and in a town that was affected by a flood. Um, but I also have um, my work is with District Council, and also I wear a hat for Red Cross as well during the for the Flood Alliance. Can you tell us a bit about what happened to you in your community? Uh, yes, in 2017, gosh, it seems a while ago, um, we had a flood that impacted the quite a big chunk of our town so um, and surrounding areas. So approximately uh, over 200, between 200 and 300 homes were affected. So it did affect the whole community, even though half the town was not flooded, um, but the impacts of what that incurred um, following straight after the flood meant the whole town was evacuated initially. 
So you um, mentioned that half of your community was flooded and the other half wasn't, but everyone was impacted. Can you talk a bit about that? Yes. So um, at the time, uh, the the river burst, the banks, it just was, uh, it did cut off. Well, the flood went ripped through and basically people were having to evacuate during the, in the middle of that. So very scary, breakfast time, normally kids would be walking to school at that time, all sorts of scenarios that didn't play out, um, thankfully. Um, the school at the time had closed, both schools had closed, so that meant no children walking past. But the bank itself it runs through the middle of the CB, CBD area. Um, so half the town was flooded. The other half did have water impact as well because of the flood what it created was a backlog of rivers and streams. And so they did actually have some impact flooding around them. So, um, yeah, roads were cut off, that kind of thing, and access in and out of town. So, um, the, yeah, the whole town was initially affected. Vicky was one of the people who was most obviously affected by the flood. One of those people our minds go straight to. Because not only did she lose her home, the land she lived on was reclaimed and she couldn't rebuild. Despite that, Vicky was very open to other people's experiences of the floods. She made a really conscious choice not to compare. Oh, absolutely. From day one. Because people deal with stresses differently. And even though um, we all say that the whole town was affected and uh, there were different, um, you know, different um, scenarios of why that impact impacted them personally, but... For instance, um, those that that didn't have a flood through their homes feeling guilty because it didn't impact their home and they would look over and see their neighbours. And the only way that we kind of survived that was um, supporting each other. And it didn't matter whether your house was flooded or not, you were still impacted by the fact that you couldn't go down the, the road to... Um, your supermarket because it was closed. You couldn't put your children in school. So families were having quite a high a risk of stress, having to manage um, children and managing how we would get them schooled and then also worrying about um, work and worried about their homes being rebuilt again, all sorts of things. Um, so I, I don't think you could measure it on the physical impacts just alone. Um, because there's a lot of emotional stress that happens within town. If you um, were asked to go to another community that had recently been through a disaster and you heard that there were divisions between, you know, the haves and the have-nots, you know, the have-floodeds and the have-not-floodeds, the have-received financial assistance and haven't-received financial assistance, what is some of the advice you would give to that community? I'd say be kind to each other because everyone copes with things differently. And we actually, even though um, we are going, th- you're going through an event which has affected you all, everyone's circumstances are slightly different around what, and we don't know that, what that is for people. So, um, and we can't assume that we know all those things. So I think a huge amount of support and kindness needs to be given. And, and actually the fact that you can't judge because what you might see at the front cover is not what's happening at the back so um yeah and patience actually patience for each other
Not only can there be a lot of division in a community after a disaster, like comparisons over who received financial aid or who lost the most, that conflict can also happen within us. We've heard it a lot in COVID, people saying, it's been really hard, but I can't complain. I know others are doing it harder. Or they even get angry with themselves for feeling grief when they don't feel like they're allowed it. The reality is we're all impacted by these events differently for hundreds of different reasons. And we feel what we feel. Whether we've lost a family member or a house, our livelihoods, our sense of identity, or how we understood the world to work, disasters have so many impacts on us and they affect us all in different ways. I'm fortunately blessed and I don't have those thoughts, but I do know that it happens. You often get women on board saying, I've got imposter syndrome, you know, I really feel like I shouldn't be here. And I'm like, why? You have every right. You've got all the qualifications. And it's this sort of self-doubt and this comparing yourself with other people and saying, well, losing your mother isn't as bad as losing your mother and, and your father. Well, loss is loss and everything impacts people differently. And so we can't presume to judge how something's, how an event or how something's going is going to impact someone else. Or, but nor should we then try and say, well, what is the impact more or less? Because it implies that there's this kind of weighting or rating scale that this is sort of seven and this is six and or this is two and this is five or something. I don't think you can rate things like that. I think it probably comes because we sort of live in a society where, you know, we're constantly comparing and contrasting. It's constantly about numbers and it's constantly about rankings and all and, and, and all of those things. So take the judgment out. Be kind to yourself. Is there anything else that you would like to make sure that we cover or anything else you'd like to add? Um, I'd just like to know that I often think about all the people who uh, were at Port Arthur on that day and um, extend, of course, my deep sympathy to the families particularly and the friends of those who died and who suffered and were injured and that I'm sure there's still people suffering from great trauma from that incident. And that talking about and owning that is sometimes really therapeutic and really helpful. I found that since I started to talk about it, um, rather than just internally process and, and cry, uh, that it's, it's far more helpful. It's true that people have different impacts from a disaster. Some people have lost more than others. But it doesn't get us very far to reduce or diminish people's impacts to try and compare the effects like it's some sort of a competition. We all carry our life experiences with us. Perhaps your neighbour hasn't lost their house, but you don't know what other layers of trauma or difficulty they're working through. Maybe they're also dealing with other issues at the same time. This could be one of just many layers of distress. Or the event could be bringing back bad memories of something they've experienced years ago. Try and support people where they are without judgement. Sometimes we never know what other people are going through. In the same way, if you're feeling the impacts of an event, but you know others have lost more than you, that's okay. Feel what you feel and find your way through it and get help if you need it. Be kind to yourself and the people around you because these events have more impacts on more people in more ways than we might think. After the Disaster has been produced with the support of Australian Red Cross and the University of Melbourne. 
Our executive producer and editor is Liz Keane from Headline Productions. Fact checks are by Shona Witten. The supervising producer is Philip Ashley Brown and our distribution producer is Zoe Walker. Our sound engineer is Grant Walter and I'm Dr Kate Brady. Stay connected in an emergency with ABC Radio, your official emergency broadcaster. Find your local frequency and see incidents in your area at abc.net.au slash emergency.